Hey there, friends. I'm here with my wonderful wife, Clydette. She, you had a busy week. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we always say that. But we're also here with Loki. We're not 100% sure if he's going to show up in this episode or not, which means he probably will. And, yeah. He's pretty drugged. Yeah. He's on, he's on one of the strongest narcotics you can give a nine-pound dog. So we're going to talk about that. So that's our most recent update was this week, right? Well, let's do two things. So yeah. we didn't record last week. And for our those apologies. of you that texted and DM'd, thank you. Because, like, I, I think when we don't record, people are like, thank God. Right. But th then people write in and they're like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Like, where are you guys? Well, we had our wonderful beach day last Saturday, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was just life-changing to be in that type of lifestyle because I never ever could have had a like dreamed up a life where I went out onto a beach not just the bathing suit piece and the weight loss but I don't I'm not a big fan of the ocean because of its unpredictability and mainly because I've watched too many documentaries on sharks right even though we're in favor we've talked about this in the past they're in the right we're in the wrong if mm -hmm. you get your arm or leg bitten off it's your fault because you're swimming in their kitchen so it's on you however it terrifies me mm -hmm. unless we're talking about sunken ships then i do have a little bit of a pipe dream of one day snorkeling also scares me and the the whole what is the thing where you die if you come the up scuba too fast diving? oh yeah the, the bends the bends the yeah. bends scare me so there's so many things about the ocean that are just utterly and completely dangerous but here we are on the beach mm -hmm. in a little, we had our little um, tent thing. Yep, our little abode. Our abode. We had our cooler, we had our drinks, we had our snacks, We had, I had magazines, you had a book. It was paradise. Mm -hmm. We got there before it got busy. Now, with history of melanoma in, my, in our, my family, I knew I needed, both of us, we needed to be protected. We needed to have lots of sunscreen on. We got the kind that you can go in the water with. And here's where I really get irritated. We reapplied more than it said to reapply. Right. But that second sun, so not the morning sun, but the afternoon sun, I ended up with a burn so bad, it blistered. So l let me back up, though, by saying we had this beautiful tent abode. It, it, well, it's a shelter. That you didn't use. I didn't want to be in it. I right. wanted to be in the sun and just, whether I was collecting shells or laying, I fell asleep, which was, a, it's a big no-no. Don't fall asleep in direct sunlight, but I, I did. Which I can't believe between the kids on the beach screaming and the mm. tide coming in. I can't believe, but that's how, I mean, I'm a pro, I can't even sleep in the dark with earplugs. Right. So I can't believe I fell asleep on the beach. <laughs> but that's a testimony to like how calm I was and yeah. relaxed. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, even though I reapplied, even though I did everything I should, I ended up not being able to move on Sunday, which is why we didn't record because I was in so much pain. Right. And, I, and when I get in that kind of pain, I get nauseous and then the nausea triggers right. all the bad things that happened to me from the weight loss surgery. And then we kept saying like all week, we'll record tonight. We'll and then, record tonight. then, and then the then... one week night we were going to record, we ended up helping out our friend with his dog and yep. going over there to spend time with Connor, his puppy. So... Here we are on Saturday, which I'm excited because my childhood best friend is only 30 minutes away from me with her entire family, and we're mm -hmm. going to see them. Grew up with her. She volunteered at Woodlands Lutheran Camp when we were little kids doing the horses for handicap, 
and I'm gonna we're gonna spend basically the weekend with her family. They're staying at a resort about a half an hour from us. Right. So let's talk about a Thursday night when we took Loki. Well, oh you took Loki God. to the animal hospital. All right, we won't talk a lot about this because I. I went nuts on Facebook because I, I just needed support. I needed help. Mm -hmm. He started limping. It was the leg that is already has a chronic injury. But he did something different. He was shaking it. And when he shook it, he cried out. A mm -hmm. horrible cry. Like, I hate to do this to the listeners, but if you've ever heard an animal dying, which I unfortunately have, he sounded like that. Mm -hmm. And it was a horrible, it was a cry I haven't heard in seven years. And he couldn't put any weight on it, and he just would fall on his face. And I looked at it, and it appeared swollen, but I knew we needed a vet. And, of course, by the time I know this, every vet is closed. Right. So I get a hold of a vet that's open till 7. Now it's 4.30. She says, we're booked. We can't see you, but you can go to this hospital. I get in the car and put it in the GPS, and it's 31 minutes. Mm-hmm of him crying in rush hour traffic, of him crying on my shoulder, and then he started hyperventilating. So right. he couldn't get enough air and he was choking. We get to the hospital and they tell me two to three hour wait. Which thank goodness it, it wasn't, wasn't that. Probably because of my hysteria on the phone with the receptionist. <laughs> I started crying and I'm like, you don't understand. You're telling me it's a triage situation. He's hyperventilating. He's crying a cry of a and dying animal. He needs to be seen. Well, I understand that, ma'am, but there are probably more critical patients. I said, interesting, you haven't even looked at him. Right. So how do you know he's not as critical as the other patients? Can you right. at least... And this is a situation where you pull up and you have to park. They're still a, they're still behaving a year ago, right. which is shocking for Florida because Florida believes COVID is over. It's been over. They believed COVID wasn't even real. So... The fact that you had to pull in and stay outside and they wouldn't let a parent go Which in with it. we have a theory on that one. I think they're happy about yeah. it. They like it better than having all these people in their lobby. Yeah. So they find they come get him quick. They diagnose it as a severe infection, which probably came from getting clipped at the groomer wrong. And then he walked in dirt outside and got an infection. Right. They gave him a strong antibiotic and a really strong pain med. And he's been on the men, men since Thursday. And yesterday yep. I had to set a timer hold him, take him to go potty. Walk. I had to do all the walking for him. So, right. But he's know, doing, I mean, so last night he started to make a little bit of a turn. Mm -hmm. He started yeah. to put weight on yep. it. But there is something that I kind of want to say that would help people understand. To many people, there's a, there's a lot of people that I, that I really can't stand in this world. And I admit that, but the one kind of person that rubs me in a way that not even conservative Republicans do is the comment it's just a dog mm -hmm. or it's not a real kid these comments and these people don't understand infertility right. they don't understand losing a baby which we have done they mm -hmm. don't understand that because loki was the therapeutic response to me almost killing myself when we couldn't get pregnant right loki represents way more than a pet way more than a dog way more than a canine companion, and he represents even way more than an emotional support dog. Now, we cognitively know there will be a day that we will see him elderly, we will see him in pain, and we will eventually have to say goodbye. But he is seven years old. Mm -hmm. So when he experienced this kind of pain, it did something to me. And I'm going to be honest with you, 
at one point when I was alone with him at the hospital, I thought to myself, is this why the universe didn't let me have human children? Mm. Because the shape that I was in over him. And please understand, you can't tell them what's happening. You can't ask them what hurts. I couldn't tell him a stranger's going to come and get you and take you into a cold, scary room. They're going to poke and prod at the paw that is hurting you. But I promise you, you're going to come back to mommy and daddy. Right. So people don't understand. It's not just a dog. It is our child. Mm -hmm. And if that sounds psycho to you, well, then screw you because you've never been through infertility. And if it sounds psycho to you and you have been through infertility, double screw you because you should have more compassion. Right. So when our son was injured the last few days, we haven't slept. There's, you know, purple under my eyes. He can't lick and I refuse to put the cone of shame on him. So we have to keep on him and say, don't lick, don't lick. I did laugh a little bit when he came out with the cone of shame on them. Yeah, and the nurse was like, you have to have the cone because he's licking the paw. And I get it. It's the same with horses. If right. they lick that spot, it's going to get worse. And I mm -hmm. get that. But all we had to do was tell this child no. Yeah. That's how no, smart he's being he a good is. Boy. He has barely licked it. And he's asleep in your lap right now. And he's happy, yeah, because yeah. he's drugged to no end. Right. He's like drugged up. But we survived it, and I just want people to understand out there, be careful when you tell somebody it's just a dog. Right. Because there are veterans walking around, and the yeah. dog is keeping them alive mm -hmm. because they're suffering from PTSD and or suicidal, and the dog senses whenever a dark time is coming. Right. And, you know, maybe if I had had Loki back when I was very suicidal, maybe it wouldn't have gotten as worse as, as it did. Mm -hmm. You know, because unfortunately, Amethyst... Amethyst is like, I know you're thinking about killing yourself, our cat, but I'm just concerned about sleeping 23 of this 24 hours. So let right. me know if you're going to do it so I can <laughs> find someone else to feed me. Amethyst loved me, but she was not exactly compassionate. Right. She wasn't an emotional support cat. Yeah. She was a cat who I loved and having her in my life. She allowed you to love her. Yeah, she allowed me to love her. Yeah. And having something to keep alive when I got home from the deployment to Iraq is what... It was the purpose she served. But mm -hmm. with Loki, it's different. Right. You know what I was surprised to read? I, I read somewhere this week, speaking of, like, beings that help veterans, you know, stay calm. Mm -hmm. um, the VA actually recommends uh, beekeeping to uh, veterans that are struggling when they come back from a deployment. Are you serious? Yeah. And, and you know what? That's a double amazing purpose mm -hmm. because we need them, critically need them to, to the entire yeah. ecosystem of life. It was fascinating. But to think about... Because there is a certain level of danger to beekeeping, but not like necessarily life-threatening unless you're obviously allergic. But Yeah, you, you don't know, want to beekeep if you're You allergic. have to know what you're doing, mm -hmm. but it's also like there's a certain calming effect to it. Mm. When you're amongst the bees, is what I read. Isn't yeah, I, I read that before you mentioned it about veterans. I read that people selfishly, they don't just do it because we need bees. They do it because it's relaxing and it's rewarding to see right. them produce the honey. Right. And then, of course, there's no taste like the fresh honey. That's fascinating. I See, I don't know if I could beekeep. I want to sometime. Yeah, I'm just so scared. Like, if, if I was to be keep, I would have to have the hazmat suit that we had in the army. Like, mm -hmm. I couldn't just do that net. Right. And, and like, just spraying smoke on them to calm them down. I, right. I don't get that at all. Like, smoke makes me want to kill people. I don't know why 
it calms bees. But you you put smoke in my face and I want to punch you. Right. I don't understand why it calms bees. It works though. That's amazing. All right, so we do have a warning. This is our first time we're ever doing this. Yeah, but we did but we also know ourselves and we know that the next topic coming up we're going to lose our mind a little bit. So, I slipped in the past and we didn't give a warning. But we have friends that have told us that they like to listen to the podcast yeah. while their kids are running around and they're cleaning or they're gardening. Right. And so we've been told by more than one and way more than three, I don't want to out everybody, that they listen to it with their children in the background. So today's warning is this episode, you are now done listening to this episode. If your children are present, you're going to need to stop. Yeah, just because we know ourselves in this next topic Oh, it really irritates us. And no matter how hard I've tried to practice right. talking about it, it just, I've been unable yeah, to curse, exactly. to not curse. So yeah. I've worked very hard in the past when we talked about racism yep. and MAGA, you know, MAGA supporters to not curse. Right. Because some of it gets me that emotional. But this topic, it's going to be really hard to not curse. So right now... We love you to be continued. Shut this off and go garden with your children. Right. Because you need to be listening to this without children. Yeah. Go ahead and introduce us. I was going to let you introduce No, I don't want to. So we're going to be talking about this frumpy piece of garbage. Disgusting. Ted Cruz. Disgusting human being. Yes. Just a disgusting. And I know we're, we're. You know, we're kind of wading into these waters a little bit late on this topic. Uh, because the statement was released like, like a week. Like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, so we actually intended to, to talk about this on the last topic, and we just decided that, screw it, this this one, we just it doesn't matter that it's two weeks late, basically, we're still talking about it. So I'm going to let you go first with your bullet points on... Right. First, you need to explain. We don't. I mean, we should have had the direct quote, but this is how little I care about I, him. Yeah, we don't need to. I don't yeah. feel the need to direct quote this fucking idiot. Wow. Basically. Okay. See, there we, we go. We already yeah. lost. There we go. That was. See, I <laughs> so, thought we were gonna try, but we just dropped the f bomb. So now it's on. So. So it, for those of you who haven't seen them, there are the the army has put out some advertising videos they're like sort of like animated short stories promotionals yeah so you know recruiting basically i don't know another way to say this a more diverse audience a more diverse recruitment meaning right. the the military wants diversity to apply to to join yeah so one of the videos the young woman is i think she's a corporal didn't they say she was a corporal um, she, she is the daughter of two moms. I think she's Latina. Mm-hmm. Latina. And they just tell her story. And then like, there's like four, I think four videos that basically do the same thing. So this fucking idiot, Ted Cruz. Piece of shit human being. Basically, he is. He's basically a... just goes on to say, first of all, he shared, so what it was, he shared a comparison of that that video and 
of all things, Russia. the Russian military. Yep. And basically saying the Russian military was stronger and our woke military is emasculated. That's that's the that's gist of this the whole gist story. Of the statement. So I don't think we need to say more than that because that pretty much sums up the whole thing of what like Ted's Ted Cruz's position is that our our new military is emasculated and that makes us weaker than Russia. And but Russia yet favoring Russia's approach, which isn't a surprise. Right. Because no so, matter what, they have ties to Russia, these filthy Republicans. So, so yeah, so like Russia's recruiting ad basically was just a bunch of white dudes with muscles and, and shaved guns. heads doing pull-ups. Mm-hmm. So they looked stronger, if you will. My left which is eye fucking dumb. Just yes. started twitching. You're, Do you see that? Yeah. I'm having a physical response to this story. Yeah. So first of all, I think it's important to say what our stance is. And I think I can speak for both of us having been in the military. So yes, first of all, the military has done in the past a poor job of representing diversity, even Mm -hmm. though the military is typically pretty far out front of maintaining a a diverse fighting force. And Mm -hmm. I think I'm, I mean, there are a lot of issues in the military within that though, that, you know, there can always be improvements in how women are treated and, um, promotions, transgender and all of that. However, the military has always relied on a very, very diverse culture, right? Goes outside. Oh, <laughs> both of us heard something. We were trying to figure out what it was. Yeah, it's Ted Cruz coming. Um, probably. Him. No, he wouldn't have. So we've experienced that diversity firsthand, and we think that diversity in any situation makes us stronger. But specifically in the military, it makes us better and stronger. Do you agree? Yeah, and I'm from the time period of don't ask, don't tell. Right. And I had to deal with, as a chaplain's assistant, watching my gay brothers and sisters of in arms suffer mm-hmm. because they couldn't be who they really were, but it was okay to be killed for being a soldier, but it wasn't okay to be a gay soldier or a trans soldier right. or a bisexual soldier. So diversity is long overdue everywhere, right? but the military especially because... I encountered a lot of racism as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of racism. Right. And sexism. Let's not even get started right. on the guy that I punched in the mouth for saying a vulgar, disgusting thing to me in a chow line. And I punched him right in the mouth, chipped a tooth. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. If people listen, this violence isn't the way. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Until you've been, I'm in an, I'm in the war. I'm in the throes of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm being shot at. It's 180 degrees. I was spit on the day before this happened. And someone on my side, an right. American white redneck, it was a redneck soldier, yep. made a comment to me about women in the military and what we're really good for. And I punched him right in the mouth. So those of you that want to, oh, violence isn't the answer, I, you know, I don't right. give a shit what you think until yeah. you're in that position. Well, and it's interesting. So this frumpy-ass motherfucker, Ted Cruz, 
has never once served in the military, but somehow that makes it like okay for him to be super critical of our emasculated military. He hasn't military. even served this another human the, being. This is the fucking idiot. When his state was in a, a crisis during that freeze, mm-hmm. left his abandoned fucking them. state. Abandoned is a better word. Thank you. And went to uh, Cancun, Cancun, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mexico. Like this is abandoned the entire state with his family, loaded his family up, then lied like they all do in true Trump fashion with a ginormous suitcase claiming he was only taking. Why would you need to escort your family on a plane all the way to Mexico, turn around and come back? You lying piece of garbage. Yeah. They're lying, right. filthy pigs. So this is the guy that we're going to listen to critiquing our military. And please don't get me wrong. There are things about the military that Clyde and I both critique. Which is why we got out. However, however, that does not mean that we should be critiquing our military as a whole. And right? comparing it to Russia. Are right. you kidding me? But I, I think what I would really like, this whole emasculation, emasculation piece, like what the fuck? So you're basically saying that our military is weaker because we've let women women in, in. and gay, which women have They've been in the this. military for a long fucking time. Can we pause there? Yes, because I need to say something that Please really do. pisses me off. When I give the dates of when I served, mm-hmm. more than once I've had a veteran say to me, "Well, you couldn't have ever been in combat. Women weren't in combat then." Listen, stupid idiots, right. all of you out there, you stupid. Stupid idiots. Women have been in combat since the first world wars, but they're not talked about. Right. Combat medics, nurses, chaplains, assistants, MPs, military police have been serving in combat positions for decades. Right. Wars upon wars. Mm-hmm. Just because we're now allowed to go to ranger school or SEAL school, or Green Beret school, and just because now we're getting credit for being an airborne school, an air assault school, does not mean women have not been serving in combat and military. I had a guy on the internet troll me and tell me there's no way that I was in harm's way in 2003 as a woman. But also, who gives a fuck whether you were in a combat situation or not? You still did something that most of our... Our citizens have not done. Yeah. And, and I mean that as a veteran period. Not all veterans have served, served in combat situations. Not all yep, veterans have served in combat. Yep. But they did something mm-hmm. difficult and lived a difficult life regardless. And I don't but think yes. people understand. The, the idea of a front line has been gone since the Civil War. Right. I don't think people understand. The front line is when your boots touch the ground. Right. So when you deploy, yeah, I've, I've had soldiers say to me, well, I was there when you were there, but I just sat at a camp and didn't do anything. No. At, we had scud alerts on the daily. Right. We had weapons drawn on the daily. We yep. had one in the chamber just to go by water. Right. Your life was threatened every minute. And that life included women, Latinos, gay soldiers, trans soldiers, black soldiers, mm-hmm. soldiers that some of them may not have even been residents. And let's think about this. So to make it a, somewhat of, of personal... How many times have I been pulled over in your car? Yeah. It's registered in your name. Yep. And 
we have the you have the the veteran status on your license plate, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is in your name. Yep. It's very obviously not my name, and then also very obviously not my name when I've given them my driver's license, and they thank me for my service. Well, we, we've shared with friends before. When I got pulled over once, mm-hmm. and the officer looked right at me and said, thank your husband for his service. And I right. said, excuse me? Well, you have a military plate. I said, I'm the fucking veteran officer i literally said fucking in it Mm -hmm. because i was so livid yeah i said i'm the veteran my husband is also a veteran so i'll thank him but you're welcome yeah and i'm lucky i didn't get detained but again i'm white so he didn't have any reason to pull me out of the car and beat the shit out of me right yeah so it's just it's dumbfounding to me like how often i'm thanked for my service and there's every indication that you're a veteran as well Mm-hmm. And you don't get thanked. And what really is offensive as a woman, what this piece of shit, disgusting human Ted Cruz said, is that when he's talking about emasculating the military based off of these promos being based off of women, he's shitting on my service. Right. He's shitting on my combat time. He's shitting on the fact that I went and did something that neither he nor that Dodge, that that um, draft-dodging piece of orange shit mm-hmm. could have ever done. You know, right. that's the other thing. These people that love Trump so much thanking us for our service, it makes me sick every time a Trump yeah. supporter thanks me for my service. When you voted for someone who willingly paid money to get out of serving right. and had the nerve to insult John McCain, mm-hmm. they're all the same. And right. I don't care what people say. This, the Republican Party is destroyed. It's dead. If you go by Republican, it'd be best and it would behoove you to not tell anyone. Because the, the party that you're representing right now, they're disgusting, racist, I don't understand garbage how, humans. I mean, they used to always be all about the military. All about it. Till a cop is killed at the Capitol, it's, right? It's crazy to me. In the blue. Somehow now, like, they're basically trash talking the military Mm -hmm. every chance they get every chance they get because the military refused to play the games right you know i feel really bad for the police officers and the national guard who were forced to gas those people Mm -hmm. so that disgusting overweight disgusting and i say overweight not calling him fat because i dealt with being fat shame my whole life but i admitted i was fat this guy lies all the time about how unfit he was to be president and had doctors lie about how disgusting and frumpy he is. And he could barely walk over to have these people gas to take that fake picture. Right. But he's a disgusting disgrace to look at, to hear talk, to hear breathe. And here he, you know, paid good money. His family paid good money to get him out of military service. Yeah. And he calls somebody like John McCain a loser. Right. And these people line up. And thank us for our service. These right. maggots line up and thank us for our service. Well, so I'm just, I'm done with it. And this guy better not thank anybody for their service ever again after, after this. After this, I know. But it's, I mean, take this, take this further. Like, what, what are your views on women then, Ted mm-hmm. Cruz? Like, but they're you all feel that like, way, Ben. You feel like women have emasculated the military? The women have been in the military serving for generations. They're like, this all is, that way. But... What does that mean that your view of women outside of the military are? Like, if you can't respect a woman who's put on the uniform and is basically a badass. Yep. Not saying that all women aren't badasses, but, like, if you can't respect that, like, 
how are you treating the women in your life? But this and is what's the, the message he's sending to these daughters he had to like take to Cancun? This is the like, same man, though, who Trump publicly said his wife was an ugly pig. And he's still kneeling. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say something really gross there, but I'm trying really hard to behave. He's still performing acts of submission mm -hmm. for this orange, disgusting turd of a human. Yep. And how would you feel as his wife? He's sitting at, at Mar-a-Lago, which is a failing business. It's disgusting. It makes me laugh at my rich friends that worship him. It makes me laugh. They've all gone to the wineries, and they're so proud of themselves, and they're all failing, disgusting, mm -hmm. trashy businesses. They're white trash businesses. And he's sit, seen taking a picture with him recently. How would you feel as Ted Cruz's wife? Well, he's over there performing acts of submission on Trump to show his place. Mm -hmm. He's under the table. How would you feel as his wife? Calling her an ugly pig in public. Public. Mm -hmm. And he's still worshiping because this is what people don't want to admit. They could care less about Trump, the person. It's Trump, the persona. It's right. the racist, sexist, raping, bigoted pig that they want in power of the Republican Party. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I can't. I, we need to stop there because you this so? whole episode. Yeah. This whole episode is going to be about how yeah. disgusting the Republican Party has become and how their people are disgusting and they have the nerve to call themselves patriots when someone like this that is in leadership right. would say what they said about the military. Right. But if you ask me, some of it's with direct intent. It's not just stupidity. They intentionally say this stuff because they're done hiding behind the hood. Right. They're done hiding behind the, the, the I like to touch women and grab them secret tapes. They're done hiding behind all this. They don't care anymore. They want America to know yep. they are the party of racism, oh, rape. What about, uh, what's her face? Uh, Majorie Taylor Green. Is that, is that how you say her name? I don't know. I say her name as Neanderthal. Right. She's a Neanderthal. Yeah, she's a fucking idiot she, she's too. She's one of the dumbest But comparing beings. wearing masks to the Holocaust. To the Holocaust, yeah. That fucking idiot. It's not even believable. Like you read it and you see it. And I get to the point where I just say, this can't be true. Right. This, please let this be fake news. Mm -hmm. That someone would say that. Yeah. The discomfort of wearing a paper mask and... Pu but hey, I got relatives that, that talk like it's waterboarding. Right. They can't live. <laughs> they can't walk. They can't enjoy their day. Right. Because they're, they're being tortured by right. this mask that surgeons wear 15 hours a day, every day a week, 52 weeks a year. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, our firefighters put on, you know, masks they can't breathe in yeah. to come save you. Our military wears masks you can't breathe in every day. Right. Police officers wear shields. Like, yep. And you can't wear a paper mask to go into Costco. Like, yeah. I'm so done with it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But, I mean, even after, like, outrage of her saying this, she doesn't even have the fucking sense to apologize for it. No, because she's not sorry. Right, exactly. They're not sorry. Yeah. They're proud of themselves. Yeah. They're not sorry. Exactly. Those days are gone. Where I'm sorry I didn't mean to say that. I should have said this. Those days are gone with Trump. Because mm -hmm. there's no remorse for yep. the pain and the insults and, and, and like just 
You know, I saw a meme the other day, and I've seen it before, that shows him coming off the bus when he does the access tapes, the whole grab him by the pussy. And it said, why did it not end here? Why didn't it end there? Mm-hmm. He admitted to sexual assault on tape. Right. And my, I have people in my family who say that was not sexual assault. Right. Grabbing women. He admitted and said they, they'll let you do it if you're famous. Right. Well, but think about all the times of like accusations of rape and his defense is she's not my type. Yeah. She's ugly. She's fat. Right. She's this. That's literally your defense. Not I didn't do it. There's no way I can be guilty of something as awful as that. No, she just she's not my type. I I don't understand how somebody as disgusting as as Donald Trump can can be a allowed to call someone else fat or ugly mm-hmm. it's it's insane that but that shows you the level of his clinical insanity that he you know he can't even self-reflect enough to look and see how utterly disgusting he looks as a human which i felt this way back when he was home alone i'm not just saying this because he's a disgusting soul and, and, right. and a wretched person right. i'm saying it because he's a disgusting looking human mm-hmm. he always has been and then his his persona has always come through and made him even uglier right but i i just please don't thank me for my service if you're a card carrying yeah. maggot please don't 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 right. thank me for my service if you're in favor of what ted cruz said and don't dare wave the blue flag the fact that they're not letting this investigation go through they're criminals yep. they're disgusting criminals all of them mm-hmm. mcconnell all of them the fact that they know it will be proven that they they sabotage panic buttons they unlock doors they told them what time to be there they told them to what weapons to bring and they know a full investigation would have them all in federal prison right yeah and so they blocked the legislation to allow them to be investigated i almost cringe a little bit now when someone thinks oh i i think we've always cringed a little bit because we never know how to respond just being humble but like 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 who's thanking me for my service right now <laughs> you know well, what now I mean? you have to question everything right when even when i see an american flag flying in a yard it, you know i have to question like mm-hmm. are they insane are they are they magas are they insane or are they really patriots right. yeah do they think the cat it was okay for them to storm the Capitol and beat a police officer right. to death? Or are they Americans that support our military and support our police and mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's not even like like how close our democracy was to being destroyed. And it still is. And the th- yeah, I was gonna really say to think that that's, that's still a thing. It still is. Like the voter suppression, that's democracy being raped. Right. But I was actually, so I was listening to an interview earlier this week. Um, uh, Younger was his last name. He's a writer. But he was saying that that Spain was a democracy and uh, they didn't agree with with how the vote went. And unfortunately, they had the support of their military and they, they were successful in basically overthrowing their election that was done fairly and I, i'm sitting there thinking like that's how close like we were very close how to that. close we were like people aren't really talking about this anymore we but how close. close we were mm-hmm. to our democracy being demolished simply because the losing party didn't agree with how the election went yep 
So now, like, do we have to worry every time we have an election? Absolutely, we do. Like, the losing party doesn't agree. Like, mm -hmm. is there going to be an attempted coup every time? Mm-hmm. Well, then the other part is I don't think people understand. It, had the military... Had the military... Had the military... Um, been allowed to do what they were trying to do, what Trump was wanting them to do, this, it would have been over. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also scary to think, like, like you hear about stuff like this in dictatorships when, like, when you talk about a coup. Like, you do a, t a coup because you didn't have the freedom to choose. Right? We have that freedom. We have that freedom to go out and vote. We've had that, like, the very fortunate freedom of being able to choose our leaders. So you had your choice, you lost, like, it almost makes it worse because you had a part in the election and the, and you still try to attempt, like, that kind of maneuver. It's, it's I scary. I saw on Facebook, because it's interesting, because you can't, you can't, you can't filter everybody, but... I saw this thing, a picture of Mark Zuckerberg, and it said, who's the dictator now? And this was in reference to banning Trump. Mm -hmm. This is another thing I don't understand. It's like it's common sense, but, but these people don't get common sense. The idea to get him off of social media had nothing to do with becoming a dictatorship, that social media now wants to dictate and put you in Facebook prison. Right. It had the idea that he is a clear and present danger to humanity mm -hmm. and they had an ethical and moral responsibility to shut his fat fucking mouth right and they took it because they're liable every time he got on there and said covid wasn't real every time he got on there and said don't wear masks and every time he got on there and charged people up that biden didn't really win we should go to the take to the streets and fight we should go to war were his quotes mm -hmm. they had a responsibility that is not dictatorship that is protecting humanity. And these idiots think that this was a dictatorship move and how hypocritical all the liberals are and all the Democrats are when it's the exact opposite. It's trying to protect democracy by shutting him up. It's trying to protect freedoms by shutting him up because he's a danger to society. Mm -hmm. And every country knew that a year in. Right. Which is why they stopped meeting with him. They stopped making deals with him because they knew we will find out. You mark my words. In the next five years, we will find out the disgusting and illegal shady shit he tried with foreign enemies. Mm -hmm. We will find out and he's going to pay. So all the maggots out there need to understand you better do something else with that red hat because he's going to be found out to have made deals with four and uh, the secrets i can't even imagine what military grade clearance secrets that the president knows have mm -hmm. been sold to other countries yeah it's scary i actually drove by on the way home yesterday um it was like a little mini trump rally along the street they had all their signs and flags and where was this what we're in almost june at this point uh, so I was coming back from Venice. 
What prompted this protest? I, I don't know. I'm still confused by it. <laughs> well, there wasn't anything that happened in the news that yeah. would have prompted... I don't know. Protest is maybe the wrong word, but they were all lined up along the... It was like a main a main road. Yeah, I don't know. It was. I was. I kind of said the same thing. I was like, "Is something? What's what? I don't, I don't think understand." People this. understand that his fame and the worship is because he backs the ideals of all the roaches that mm-hmm. have lived in this country for hundreds of years. I I just wish people would understand. And when you have a white privileged female say to me, "Well, he's only accused of being racist because he's a white man," right? And my own family. Mm-hmm. This got to a head recently where a male member of the family was trying to argue with me that he is not racist and became angry when I said, I will not even have this conversation with you. Because if you can't see with your own eyes and hear mm-hmm. with your own ears everything he's done and said right. for four years, and you still want to say he's not racist, it's because you're a fucking racist. Right. And you're happy that a racist had that much power. Yep. I am so sick to death of people defending this man and this party. They have wanted this the whole time. They've yeah. wanted to be white, superior, nationalist supremacists. Right. And they finally got a little tool, a little puppet, yeah. a little orange Muppet that would do their bidding. Mm-hmm. And that's why they worship him. It's not because he's good for the Republican Party, he's good for democracy, he's good for foreign policy. It's because he's a racist fuck. Yeah. And that's why they love him. And if you're not loving him because he's a racist fuck, then you're loving him because he's a white sexist male. Exactly. So why do you really? And, and you know, the ones that support him like people we know because they're protecting their money, your hands are dirty. Right. Because if you're supporting him just because you think he helped you out because you're the 1%, you are still supporting racism, right. sexism, and rape. Because he is an admitted rapist. And anybody that says he's not a rapist is deceiving themselves. Mm -hmm. And they're okay with sexual assault. And that includes people that are very close to me in my life. Have said that he is not a rapist. Yep. You cannot be on tape saying that you have grabbed people by their genitals unwantedly. And not be called a rapist. Right. And it should have ended there. And the fact that the evangelical church got behind him. You know, I read an article the other day that says it's the end of their legacy. By oh, them continuing to support them, it's going to kill their legacy as an organized religion. And I hope to God, Buddha, and Allah that it annihilates the evangelical church. I hope it kills the mm-hmm. entire movement. I mean, they've kind of been on a downward slide mm-hmm. for a while now. So, that yeah, that's that's interesting. But trust me, having gone to an evangelical seminary... They are white, sexist, mm-hmm. national, white supremacist, national. They're all there, hiding behind the term evangelical. Right. And their view of women, their view of gays, their view of just humanity. Yeah. Is so disgusting and far from anything Christ-like. Right. I don't. I don't understand how you. But they're done. They're done because ultimately it's killing the numbers of people. People are leaving Christianity in droves because of the support that got behind Trump. Interesting. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's dumbfounding to me. Yeah. And, you know, we've been political on here before. We've gotten good reviews and we've gotten hate reviews. And to be honest with you, I'm losing my ability to censor myself. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. I'm sick to death 
of Republicans in my family, Republicans, my friends, Republicans in general, making all these excuses and lying to themselves intentionally about how disgusting their party is right. and how disgusting the leadership is. Mm-hmm. We have said multiple times we take a lot of issues with the way the Democrats do things yep. and the way the Democrats run their party. Yep. But overall, they are continually out for the rights of others and right. protecting others and elevating people of ethnicity and elevating women. And as long as they're doing that, yes, I'm going to have problems with Nancy Pelosi showboating all the time. Fine. Mm-hmm. But there's a grave difference between Nancy Pelosi putting on an African garb and looking like an idiot and him going out and saying that basically women in the military is a joke. Right, exactly. So until they come up with a party that will annihilate these racist, sexist, rapists, then I continue to be a Democrat. I continue to identify as a liberal. Are there problems with it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Are there things you and I don't get behind in the Democratic Party? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, you know... I don't understand it. And maybe someone out there can help enlighten me. I don't care about taxing the rich. I understand that there are concepts and there are ideas that if we tax the richest of the rich, like Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates, that we can come up with better ways to target homelessness, hunger, shelters, things like this. I get that. But I've never been a fan of punishing somebody because they've done exceedingly well in life. Democrats love this concept. Tax the rich. And it hurts them every fucking election. Mm -hmm. It hurts them every election. Because people latch on to it. You got Bill living in a trailer in the swamp of Florida who has bottled water, no running electricity, no running water, and he didn't vote for Biden because he was going to take his money. Are you kidding me? Right. Well, but think about that, though. Everybody, nobody wants to admit they're poor. But, and also, on top of that, everybody wants to believe, well, I'm going to be rich one day. So, yeah, of course. Everybody feels a need to protect their money at that point. And what's funny is you and I have been poor. Mm-hmm. We've been poor as children, and we were poor as a couple a few times. Like, mm-hmm. people don't know this, but we were down and right poor a few times. Yep. And the, and the disgustingness of filing tax returns and being punished because we didn't have children, we didn't make enough money to be considered upper middle class, but we, did, but we made more money than can, to be considered poverty level. We didn't own a home. Right. And we were punished for all these things mm-hmm. and had to pay money we did not have. Right. So even the taxing system... For people like you and me, then when we finally got to middle class, if you will, we were punished again because we weren't homeowners, we didn't have dependents, Mm -hmm. and we didn't have a lot of assets. Right. The only time the taxing system has ever worked for us is when we were scarcely unemployed and almost were homeless. Right. That's disgusting. Yeah. But you've got somebody, and I get this, I get this because I've been in these arguments with Republicans. You have people out there that mass produce children so that they can claim dependence and make money. Do you know how many times as a therapist I heard them say to me, well, we're going to use the tax return to buy new speakers. Right. And they've got tax returns of thousands and thousands of dollars and bragged to me it was because they had six children. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many systems that are broken 
And neither the Democrats or the Republicans have done anything to fix these systems. But Mm -hmm. again, I stand by the fact that the Democratic Party represents people like us, where we want the same pay. We want our trans friends being protected. We want our gay brothers and sisters to be able to marry and have children. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. As much as this pisses everyone in my life off, I don't give a shit. I am pro-choice. I am pro-choice because you can't be saying you have all the choice to do all these other things and take away the right for a woman to decide. I'm an infertile, barren woman who is pro-choice. And that blows my family's mind away. They can't wrap their mind around that. Mm -hmm. You are not going to tell me it's okay to tell a woman what to do with her body for any reason. How she dresses, what she does for a living, if she stays home or if she works. Mm -hmm. But but a pregnancy, that doesn't mean I'm not pro-life. Because I would love to see these women find something to do. But these are the same people that say she can't have an abortion, but a gay person can't adopt the baby. Right. A single mother shouldn't adopt the baby. Right. Or... They're pigs. She shouldn't have an abortion, and then you have to have the baby, but then there's no support in actually having the baby. So the people I talk to, the evangelicals that are pro-life, when I followed the conversation all the way through... They're disgusted at welfare and say these people shouldn't be on welfare. Right. But yet they're forcing people to have these babies. Yeah. And I read another interesting fact. So a woman can only get pregnant so many times. A man can father hundreds of children within a month's span. Yeah. So who are we, whose body should we be regulating? <laughs> Interesting. Vasectomy should be mandated mm-hmm. after you've had so many kids, after you've fathered so many kids. Yeah. But, but what people don't understand is abortion, the way the Christians do it and the evangelicals, it's a cover-up for the sexism. They don't care about the fetus. They care about regulating the woman's body. Right. Something they've tried to do for centuries and they've been successful at it. They do not care. If they cared about the fetus, they wouldn't be against welfare. They wouldn't be against programs that help get these women support. It's not about the fetus. It's about regulating the woman's body. Right. And that's why or I Or actually choice. supporting a woman who gets pregnant in in the workforce. Mm-hmm. Like how many women have had to give up on careers? Promotions. Promotions or not gotten jobs because they're a, a woman and they might get pregnant. Like... Like, you know this is the thing, listeners. Do you know what a like, pill... Yeah. How many, how many women have had to consider mm-hmm. their future children versus a future career? Mm-hmm. No man has to deal with that. No. A man... If a man's wife gets pregnant, he is not demoted. Right. Oh, well, you know what? You're going to be too busy now. You're going to have too many responsibilities as a father. We can't give you the promotion. Right. But you know what a lot of people don't know is you want to, and and forgive the um, the analogy here because, you know, it's, it's right on the nose. You want to put a grenade in a woman's career, be a soldier and get pregnant. Mm. Be a soldier and get pregnant. Right. Because you're pulled out of everything. People don't know this. You're pulled out of everything. And my friends that have been in the Air Force, they've had better luck. I will say they've had better luck of continuing their career trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, but That's actually interesting that you bring that up because this is one of the issues that Ted Cruz had 
with the military is um, they've made some changes basically to allow for a better fitting uniform for um, women who are pregnant. Somehow that makes the military weaker. The look of disbelief on my face as I say that. See, and, and again, this whole thing he did, the comments, it's not about even his care about the military. It's about degrading women. Mm -hmm. why, do they, why do people not see this? Right. It's not just about these big issues, women in the military, abortion, uh, gays getting families, it, it, you know, adopting children. It's about suppressing and oppressing people that aren't white males only. Mm -hmm. That's all this has been about for mainly the Republican Party. Yep. They have always done well. And you mentioned a point before we started recording that we need to kind of hit on. What is the most represented demographic in the military? Me. The white man. Yep. In the advertising, once... everything. Yeah. I mean... I never really had plans on being in the military, but like as a kid, I can remember being like, oh, I could be a soldier. Mm -hmm. I, I I saw myself in all the military ads, all the, the pilot ads. Exactly. I actually wanted to be a pilot when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Like I saw myself. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't even like nobody questioned like if I said, oh, I want to be a soldier. Like and little, I'm represented. Yeah, little girls don't grow up saying, I see myself serving in the military, in the advertisements, in the stories of women who have been successful, yeah. in the heroes, in the in the people winning the medals and the presidential awards. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing women in combat being celebrated for right. this. But you're do, you're, there's plenty of funerals. Right. There's plenty of flags that are given to families on behalf of a fallen female comrade. Mm -hmm. But you're not a little girl doesn't grow up watching an advertisement. You're it's only over the last how many years, I don't even know what to say where I've seen billboards with women in uniform. Right. It's it's not that even old. Then, it's not It's not as many as it should be. No. Right. No, but I can remember a time where you didn't see a woman in a commercial right. being advertised as an airman, a soldier, a marine, right. or a navy. I don't know what they're called in the navy. Seamen, right? And look <laughs> at there. There you go. That tells you everything you need to know. Right. I wonder if women, we'll have to find out from our navy friends, what are women referred to? Because I've only ever heard of them referred to as seamen. Right. So not only is it referred to as literally man in the title, but when you say seamen, what do you think of? Right. You know? Yeah. It, it's it, it's so disgusting that people don't see it for what it all is right with, especially with the Republican Party on the Memorial Day weekend yeah which like, we should I think we should close on that because we're gonna okay. we're gonna so next episode we're gonna talk about the afterlife and right. I want to kind of foreshadow that because I am elated to share an experience that I had watching a movie mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna tell you what Actually, you know what? Let's tell the listeners what the movie is in the hopes that they would listen to it or watch it rather sure. before we talk about it. Yeah. But let's save that for the real end and let's back up a little bit and talk a little bit about Memorial Day. Okay. So I want us to talk a little bit about Memorial Day and then, mm -hmm. I, then what we'll do is we're going to give our... I'm going to give the movie name titled The Year It Was Made and hope that somebody would watch it. 
before we talk about why I want to talk about the afterlife. Okay. And in the episode next where we talk about the afterlife, we're going to talk about what we were taught about the afterlife, um, which for me was the only answer. We're going to talk about experiences that I've had as a therapist talking with clients who have believed they have experienced putting, setting a foot in the afterlife and being brought back. Mm -hmm. But this movie was the catalyst to why I wanted to talk about the afterlife. Another topic we're going to talk about in future episode because I'm um, just elated about the research that I did, especially, I, you know, I'm, I worship Russell Brand. Right. I worship the guy. And he had a really good video on why now are we just having the Pentagon admit to UFOs? Mm -hmm. When we've had this whole thing where it never happened, it never happened, there's no sight, there's no crash, there's no (laughs) alien body. All of a sudden, in the midst of a pandemic, and the world exploding Mm -hmm. or imploding from the inside out, the Pentagon is saying, yep, there's UFOs. Right. So I want to talk about the UFO thing and the research that I've done. Okay. But the next... I haven't seen any of this. So I... I know. I seriously cannot wait. I'm super excited about the research I've done. It's going to be fucking fascinating. I've actually researched. Yeah. And done research. But... And I actually listened to a friggin' podcast on UFOs. What? And how much we've hidden. And how much the military has hidden. And why... Why? Has it always been so hidden? Yeah. And and why are we just now admitting coming out of COVID? Mm -hmm. And that's my teaser there is why do I keep bringing up COVID and why the Pentagon is finally admitting? But so we want to talk about UFOs, but next episode we're going to talk about the afterlife and what we've been taught about it and what we believe. It's such an amazing broad topic in the sense that we literally can't say we know anything about it Mm -hmm. historically or even now. Okay. But Memorial Day. Memorial Day. So just to be clear, so people understand, okay, then I want you to to share. Memorial Day is a memorial, Mm -hmm. just like when we have a memorial service for someone who dies. We are remembering the dead, those that sacrificed, those that gave their lives in military service. Mm -hmm. How it ever became a ginormous celebration where we have barbecues, go on vacations, hack, hike up the prices of gas to make sure people can't travel, make sure we have menus. I don't understand it. Now, I'm all for the way Italians do a funeral. We do celebrate with food. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not why the average American makes right. a red, white, and blue cake. Yes, we're remembering Memorial Day. And I think it's beautiful that people do that. But I don't think people fully understand why wasn't it for Veterans Day? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we doing the big parties, the barbecue? Do you know my last job, I did not get Veterans Day off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was not even offered Veterans Day off. Yeah. And I'm a freaking veteran. And you have worked every Veterans Day, especially at Starbucks, because you held ceremonies for right. veterans. Yeah. But I don't think people take enough time to remember this is a memorial. Right. They're all about Good Friday. They wear their black. They go to church. They see the cross adorned with a black scarf and they don't even go for ice cream. In the Lutheran church, we weren't even allowed as kids to go out for ice cream mm-hmm. on Good Friday because we were supposed to be sad that Jesus chose to kill himself 
and his father murdered him, we were supposed to be sad. But Memorial Day, we put on the flip-flops and the sparklers. I don't understand why people... Yeah. And I'm not... I'm so, not putting people down for celebrating. Yeah. But what I'm saying is people, it's a memorial. Can we at least make it look like that a little bit? Yeah. I have two things to say of Memorial Day. First, a pet peeve. I I absolutely hate Memorial Day sales. Oh my God. Profiting off the dead. Yeah. It feels awful to me. Awful. And listen, for those of you who are going out to take advantage of these Memorial Day sales... Save your money. Do like, you? Do it. I mean, they're there. Do I, you? I'm talking more specifically to the businesses that run. I'm not talking to the people that take advantage of a sale. I'm talking to the businesses who have chosen to profit off of mm -hmm. fallen soldiers. Death. Death. I would prefer. I would prefer that these businesses charged full price and said, instead of running a sale. We're going to charge you full price, but the money that we would have that we would have taken off for your sale mm -hmm. is going to go to some sort of veteran memorial or you know a nonprofit organization, I love some that. VSO that would help veterans. I wounded I would prefer that. Mm -hmm. Well, I have an issue know, with wounded I warriors. Know. I but... heard some shady stuff about wounded warriors, but we anyway. need to do our research before we put that out there. But for the Seeing Eye Dog program for Anything. homeless veterans, like there are so many, there's so much. I don't know. That that's just my pet peeve. The other thing, like as you were speaking about, like celebrating during Memorial Weekend, you know, there's a poem. I can't remember the name of the poem now. But basically, it was a Vietnam veteran who wrote this poem, and in it, he says, spare a glance for the fallen soldier. Mm. So, or but, I mean, but leading up to that, talking about basically walking into a, a situation, so living your life, but while you're doing that, just look over your shoulder and spare that glance mm -hmm. for the ones that paved the way. Yeah. You're going to make me cry. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just those words have always spoken to me. Like we can, we can celebrate the fact that we're living a wonderful life for people that have mm -hmm. have sacrificed so that we can do that. But it's a memorial, right? How did we lose sight of the fact, you know? And I, I've had friends. They're so adorable that call me on Memorial Day, and, yeah. and wish me like a happy day, which. We, you know, just so you all know that that's Veterans Day and you don't have to call us or thank us because we're, we didn't die. Right. We buried people. We said goodbye to people. We did last rites for people. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people understand. We, you know, not all of us came home from our deployment or the deployments of our friends right. that kept going out long after we didn't ever go again. Right. And, it, you know human sacrifice for whether we believe about for freedom because you know that that whole concept of soldiers have died for our freedoms was kind of ruined for us because we kind of saw the truths and how the military can be misused and how people die for the greed mm -hmm. of politicians however they put that uniform on knowing that they were serving a purpose that could take their lives and there's just something about that human sacrifice that doesn't tell me I should get a discounted mattress. Right. Like, 
a discount at Kohl's, mm -hmm. a discount at wherever. And I don't think that when I start seeing the posts of people talking about the picnics and mm -hmm. just the celebrations and the barbecues, like that should be Veterans Day. Right. Veterans Day gets nothing. It's not even recognized by employers. Mm -hmm. It's not even, you know. It's it, in the middle of the week, more times than more not. More than times than not. And then it'll be observed on one day, but not on another day. And, right. and you know, now we've moved away from businesses even closing. Yep. But Memorial Day, the world shuts down, but not for the right reasons. Right. It doesn't shut down to have a funeral or light a candle mm -hmm. for the fall. And it shuts down so that you can have chicken and drink your face off. Right. Like. Yeah. So I guess what we're saying is enjoy your celebration. But remember. But just spare a glance for the sacrifices of those who have allowed us to be able to celebrate. And if you know somebody who lost somebody, mm -hmm. celebrate that family. If you know somebody or a Vietnam veteran who who is not even doing well to this day, who might even be hospitalized, mm -hmm. they should be celebrated. They saw more death than you can ever imagine. Like... That is why they're alcoholics. That is why they're drug addicts. It's why they're they're so clinically depressed. It's why, like the suicide rate, like I th I think it's dumbfounding that in one day I put up four posts, four posts, and one of them happens to be calling us out and for not celebrating right the way we should, and it gets three likes. But all my other posts, 15, 25, because I made people uncomfortable mm -hmm. with my solemn approach to Memorial Day. Right. I made people not feel great. And I don't give a rat's ass that that might have offended you. Right. Because if you're offended, maybe you should look at why you're offended. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not celebrating Memorial Day the right way. Yeah. But the, the hypocrisy, though, backing up to, I remember what they used to do to us on Good Friday. Like, the way we had yeah. to be, my God. Like, I remember being a teenager and saying I was going to go out with my friends and get ice cream after the, the night service. And my pastor saying, you not you need to go home and just remember. Right. Just reflect. Right. <laughs> right. But you got Memorial Day where people are... Clothes shopping. Yeah. And people that don't even support the military. You know what? If you're a Trump supporter, you should not be off Monday. Right. I'm sorry. You have no right to be off Monday. What he did to the military and the way he treated the military. And you're going to take Monday off to remember what? Right. You make me sick. All of you make me sick. They make me absolutely sick to my stomach. He's actually snorting now. Mm -hmm. Which is a good sign because he hasn't been feeling well. Yeah. But little man is finally making an appearance when mommy and daddy are like. So you're ready. Emotional. I'd like to start with what I'm grateful for. Oh my God. You hear him? Sorry. I'm grateful that he's snoring because he was so yeah. sick the last couple of days. He didn't even sleep. But go ahead. Yeah. So I know like you make fun of me for being grateful for you all the time. But I yes. have something specific that I am grateful for for you. Oh gosh. I am grateful that you are the badass woman veteran who you are. I'm grateful for your service for many reasons, but without that, we never would have met. True. So True. I am I am grateful for you and I'm 
I will constantly fight the battle for you to get the recognition that you deserve as a woman veteran. I am very grateful and, and thank you all the time for correcting people when they thank you for your service, when they see the car or um, what about backing up? Remember when I came to one of your veteran gatherings at Starbucks and all the veterans were standing out on the curb and you had just awarded some Vietnam vets a pin and mm -hmm. you thanked them and welcomed them home on behalf of a grateful nation, which just guts me every time I saw you do it. But I'm standing out on the curb and one of the veterans turns to me and says, what is it like being a military spouse having to deal with your husband being a veteran? <laughs> and this guy was this giant biker. Yeah. Four times my size, 10 times my strength. And I was about to go. I was about to go on this guy. And I said, first thing, it's an honor. And I went through and I honored you and everything I said first. Mm -hmm. And then I said, now I think you just heard a bell because I'm about to take your ass to school. And all the guys started laughing. I said, I'm a veteran. I don't, I don't know how you missed the part that Ben didn't meet me on eHarmony. Ben met me in Kuwait, Iraq, where I wasn't over there on vacation. Right. I was over there serving in a uniform as a military soldier in a combat-ready position as a bodyguard mm -hmm. to non-combatant clergy. Right. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I expected better from you because you're not from the Vietnam time period. Mm -hmm. You're from a time period where you served with women. So the fact that you made that assumption that I was just, you know, just a military spouse. Well, when military when, I members. I shouldn't say just a military spouse, but not also a veteran. Right. It's astounding to me when military veterans do this because. I know. Undoubtedly, you probably served with women at some point. Exactly. Like, oh, it's just even it's if dumb. you were in Nam, you served with women who were nurses, who were right. medics, yeah. who were doctors, who were, you know, even in Nam. But what about your friend that passed, who I love so much, that used to come in? Which war did he serve in? The older gentleman that would come to all of your oh Henry Henry oh man may he rest in peace World War Two he was World War Two he was one of the last. And I do specifically say was. He passed away a couple years ago. Um, oh, he was a sweet man. Sweet he was one of the, the one of the last surviving... Um, what was it? D-Day. D-Day. But, but, but yeah. understand this. When he met me, the first thing he asked me was where... where what did I do in the Army? Mm -hmm. This is a D-Day veteran that immediately went to me and focusing on me as a female soldier and mm -hmm. then talked about how you and I met. Yeah. But yet you've got this this veteran on the curb yeah. who was clearly from probably Desert Storm yeah. time period, which, note to self, uh, women were there. Yeah. Like, what the actual... Yeah. Yeah. But, so it's a side story... Well, we've we've totally left gratefulness because I went on a rant again. Well, no, but I do have like so. The I we have some friends in that biker group, who, um, husband and wife who are both veterans. Mm -hmm. 
she's actually disabled, so she and disabled enough where she has the disabled um, license plate. license plate. Mm-hmm. She she is and she travels a lot for work. Mm-hmm. She she has to carry all of her paperwork. She says I specifically keep my paperwork in my glove box because of the amount of times that I have. Because it does say, it just says disabled veteran on her license plate. And she has a decal she hangs in the window. Yeah. But how many times somebody would yell at her. Oh my God. Like, and she said, not just yell, but like almost violently yelling at me. For parking? For parking in it. Like accusing me of not being the disabled veteran. How dare I use my husband's parking spot. And she says, I, like... I have to because I it's if I don't park there and I have to walk a long ways I can't do it, and she like so she carries this stuff with her so if someone starts yelling at her she just pulls out her paperwork. So it's not enough that you're disabled yeah. for your service to the country, mm-hmm. but the very same people that you serve to the point of being willing to give your life, you have to show paperwork right. because you have a vagina. Yep, exactly. But if you have a penis. Your paperwork is the penis. I mean, how how often? I mean, what we said earlier in the show, people just assumed driving your car mm-hmm. registered in your name, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I'm the veteran simply because I have a penis, even though the names are wrong. They they don't match. I know. <laughs> Clydet in any country is not going to yield a male person, mm-hmm. even if you want to say, "Oh, I thought it was French." Hey, dumbass, it's not French, but it's also not a male name. Right. If my license said Clyde Overture for Clyde Leone, I'll give you But they've even made that assumption after the fact that, like, we've given them the registration with your name on it. Uh Uh-huh. I've given them my license with With my name name on it. it, And they've still made the assumption that I'm the veteran. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. That's how ingrained that is. And I also want to say to the listeners... Please be careful when you judge anybody with the disabled tags, because I've done this in the past too. But currently in our apartment complex, there is a young man, and Mm -hmm. he's young, Mm -hmm. and he's a beautiful African-American male. And he looks like um, my my guy from SWAT and from Criminal Minds um, and from Young and the Restless. Uh, Shamar, Shamar, um, Shamar Moore. I never say his name right. You look it up because I, it upsets me. He looks like him, mm-hmm. and he's pretty. Mm-hmm. He's pretty, and he drives a sports car. I'm not going to say what kind because now I'm getting too descriptive. And he has a disabled veteran license plate and the decal hanging in the window. Mm-hmm. He gets out of the car, looks like a movie star, walks like a movie star, but it's his car because we've talked about his car. Right. I haven't asked yet. Because I've wanted to join a little bit with him before I go there. But it is not for me to ask or question what his disability is. Right. I'm going to ask and question his about where did you serve? Like, this is amazing. I'm also a veteran. Right. But when you look at this man, you wouldn't necessarily think disabled. Right. But we don't know how he got that disabled tag. Right. We don't know what the disability is. Mm-hmm. And it's you said it's got to be close to 100% to get the actual license plate, yeah, right? Yeah, the percentage is high. If you so have it's not a, like he has a hurt knee like me yeah. or my hearing. I mean, I'm rated at 20% and nobody is offering me any Yeah, you're not plates. getting a license plate. Yeah, right. I can't hear you, but I can't, <laughs> but I can't even get a license plate. So, like, right. I can't physically hear people. My knee is shot. Right. My PTSD is, like, 
on edge all the time. Right. But I can't get a license plate. So we don't know what happened, what how bad this was. Right. But it's just a lesson to you to not, you can't just look at a disabled veteran tag or a disabled, or even the hats. Sometimes you see people wearing the hats as veteran. They look like they're 20 year old athlete. Well, they're still veterans. They still served. Right. I don't think people understand the definition of veteran either, which is right. a whole nother podcast. Right. But Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you grateful for? I'm I'm so grateful that I that I made that crazy decision to serve in the military because we've said it before. There's so many aspects of our lives that wouldn't be the same, but but namely you and me, we don't find each other any other way. Right. I don't find you in Germany doing Match.com mm-hmm. or what is the the other Christian one besides the army that makes me laugh. Um. Is fish in the sea, whatever, is that Christian? I don't know. know. (laughs) But I don't find you any other way than the United States Army. I also don't find the direction in my life to become a therapist because what many people don't know is when I deployed to Iraq, I was in school to become an Army chaplain thinking I was going to help people through counseling. Right. But what I learned when I got over there is they got about 15 minutes worth of counseling. They don't go to therapy school. Mm -hmm. They get classes in counseling. But... Sadly, I'm sorry, our chaplains are not fully prepared to do mental health counseling. So that's how I come home from Iraq and I switched to marriage and family therapy. Luckily, it was in the same school. So I'm grateful that the Army changed my direction because I wouldn't have lasted as a clergy chaplain when I had my spiritual awakening that I was done with Christianity. My whole life would have, our whole way of my career, everything would have, I would have had to get rid of all of it when I had my spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. So... I'm grateful for that, and I'm I'm grateful for those that that have given their lives yeah. so that I can put on the uniform as a woman. Yeah, and and I'm so sad for them and sorry for them, and I'm really sad this weekend about those that have taken their lives. Yeah, to suicide because I don't think people understand how many soldiers die a day from 22 suicide. Twenty-two a day, and and it's rising. Yep, you know it's rising because they're not getting the help they need. Yeah, that doesn't get enough attention. No. How many soldiers die a day by their own hand? By their hand? own hand. We've and survived. usually for the men, it's it's a, it's a firearm Yeah. that they use to protect themselves. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, you got to think the, the amount of awful things that veterans have seen and experienced and survived mm-hmm. to be able to commit suicide. You've had to have survived all this stuff. And, you know, we're losing our brothers and sisters by their own hand because... Uh, various reasons yeah the things that veterans have seen and please don't don't make assumptions about a reservist or a national guard (laughs) yeah because i was a reservist and i I, there are things that i saw and heard that i'll never unsee and ever unhear and or the people that we visited when we came home Mm mm-hmm the families that had lost a soldier where we physically go to the house in dress uniform and make that call. You know, people don't understand what being a veteran really means. It's it's not just someone who was in a G.I. Joe moment. Right. One, it's it's not just the the number of years that you served. Like that that stuff's there are there are a lot of things that are unseen that mm-hmm. veterans deal with every single day way and, past their service. That's right. And it's time for a G.I. Jane doll. I mean, I'm, oh. I'm making a call out to Barbie because if Barbie's made the plus size, Barbie's made the astronaut, the, the working mom Barbie, 
well, it's time. It's yeah. time for the soldier Barbie. I love this idea. Yeah. But I, I'm grateful for, uh, you know, a lot of things this Memorial Day focusing on those lives. And, you know, I'm grateful for freedom of speech because I'm sorry, there was no way to do a segment on Tom on Ted Cruz and not use the word fuck. Yeah. Because he's such a fucking douchebag. So, yep. again. <laughs> but he's one of those ones. You know, the, you know, the ones I thought about joining the military. Yeah. Oh, I thought about it. Yeah. Which yeah. means you didn't think about it for one fucking yeah. second. <laughs> I was I was really good when I went hunting with my grandfather. I was so good. I almost shot the deer every time. And, and, <laughs> and I thought for sure I'd make a great soldier. And then today's generation, I'm really good at Call of Duty. And I almost joined. Yep. I'm really good at a video game that I can push pause on and control every element of the game. Therefore, I think I would make a great soldier who goes into combat yep. in uncon the most uncontrollable situation a human can enter into. Yep. I thought about it. I thought about it. I almost did it. But my family didn't want me to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And look, I respect anybody who hasn't served. I don't want to sound like right. an asshole here. Yeah, for sure. But don't be Ted Cruz and open your fat I mean, mouth. Maybe don't be Ted Cruz in general. But oh. Yeah. Did you see the meme I shared? <laughs> Be all you can, Coon B. <laughs> no, I didn't see that one. You didn't see that? Be Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel put it on his site. Yeah. And then, because we know how Jimmy Kimmel loves these rat bastards. Yep. And he it, it said, be all you can, Coon B. And That's it's a picture of him looking all disheveled at the airport yep. with his disheveled, ugly, big, fat bag yeah. that he was only taking for a two-hour stay. Yep. That's pretty good. Yeah. But I'm grateful for the Be All You Can Be campaign because that's what, I was got, just gonna that's say, what got my ass. So we joined under, under Be, Be All, All You Can, can Be, be. Yep. which is possibly the greatest, the greatest of all time. Slogan Actually, all no. Time. Can you put that above? Um, I'm picturing it. Uncle Sam pointing at you like we want you. Yes. And he's pointing at yes, you. Yes, because I don't give a shit about what Uncle Sam wants. The army told me I could be anything I wanted to be. Yeah. And no one had ever told me that because my parents told me I was going to be a little worker bee in the big cult of Christianity. Yeah. And that was all I was going to be. But the army told me I could be anything I could be. Yeah. Be all you can be is probably. Be all you can be. I get is chills greatest. just hearing that. Oh, right, right now. now I'm ready to go re enlist right now. <laughs> I'm ready to put the uniform on and go re enlist. Yep. Send my ass to Afghanistan because I can be all I can be. Yep. Yeah. Army of One was the worst. Army though. of One was the worst. We made fun of that as much as we but could. But it's when such that... a mentality, though. Yeah. It, because when you meet the people that signed up under Army of One, yep. you see it completely. Mm -hmm. Because they are there for them, yep. their, their glory, their purpose, and I don't know what they were thinking. And even, do you remember what the commercial was? A lone soldier running completely yep. by himself across the desert. Yep. If your ass was running across the desert by, by yourself, yourself, you were called a fucking target. Yep. Or you were an escapee. Yeah. Or you were a POW. Or you were just basically fucked. Or you were just stupid. Yeah. But running, oh my God, Army of One was the worst. Mm -hmm. I, got, I, I never put a bumper sticker up or a poster. Because Army of One came at the end of our careers. We were still in. That was like the middle. I'm trying to remember. So we joined in 99. They had exhausted Be All You Can Be. Oh, I think that one could have run forever, though. I know. I still believe it. And I still would tell clients that. Mm -hmm. You can be anything. I would tell addicts, you can be anything you want to be. 
Anything. Yeah. You just have to make the decision to do it. Yeah. Oh, I'm motivated now. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm telling you, I'm gonna reenlist <laughs> as soon as we shut this off. I'm gonna go look at jobs for 46 years olds in the probably probably go take a nap and then go. I'm gonna take a nap and then I'm gonna Google where's the closest recruiter. And as long as that recruiter is near Starbucks, I'm gonna go talk to that recruiter. Yeah, it's pretty good. I will never forget. That's good, you. I know. I will never forget the joke of my the guy my our recruiter. Oh my god, our recruiter was our recruiter was awful. Oh my god, he's like so. I think you'd make a great generator mechanic. And I look over and he's got a paper and all the jobs are marked off. And he's got a, he's got a, the number four. So he needed four generator mechanics. Yep. I'm like, dude, you're messing with a higher power here. I came in <laughs> telling you I'm supposed to serve God in the, in uniform. And you're telling me a generator mechanic. I need to be a chaplain assistant. He's like, but your ASVAB score is so high. I'm like, okay, so it's too high to be a chaplain's assistant. But you're not worried about how high it is to be a generator mechanic. So he right. knew. Yeah. I said, listen, my mother sold cars. Chaplain her... assistant is the second lowest score. Exactly. I said, my mother sold cars and was employee of the month for like 10 years. Yeah. You're not going to sell this, this oh, to me. Poor recruiters. I was raised by a car salesman and a preacher's wife. So I knew a lot of recruiters in the army. And none of them... None of them, and I literally mean none of them, enjoyed their time as recruiters. I know. Well, just quick story, because we, we, we <laughs> I know. We've gone so long. We've gone so long. <laughs> we didn't stick to our outline. One, we, we did no, one thing in our outline. We, we stuck to our outline when we warned that we were going to be explicit talking about yeah. Ted the fucking douche. Right. But anyway, listen, last story. That's a good one. Can we keep that Ted one? Ted the fucking douche. <laughs> so two weeks, a couple weeks ago... One of the loves of my lives, one of my clients that I lost, I lost a client to drug addiction, and but I stayed in the lives of the children. Mm -hmm. And the children are my passion. Yeah. And the children are now young adults. Yeah. And now he is going to join the military. And I said, I will get on the call with the recruiter, but you're not to tell the recruiter that I'm a veteran. Yeah. Because I'm going to take notes of everything he tells you, and then I'm going to tell you... If there are if there are any untruths, I'm going to expose those, and then we're going to go back, and we're going to make a counter offer to your recruiter. Yeah. Well, I get on the phone, and this recruiter was. I feel like you're like a recruiter's worst nightmare. I am. I'm. I'm everybody's worst nightmare, uh, especially Ted Cruz. But <laughs> I am. Um, I'm. I'm on the phone, and he's good. Like he's good. Yeah. Like he's really good, telling the kid what he thinks he should do and what he could be. And the kid is so honest. The kid is just like so brutally honest about, look, my grandmother is not sold on this idea. I don't know, you know, if I can leave my family. I've got, yeah. you know. And at no point does he tell the recruiter that, you know, his mother died of an overdose and his father was in prison for life for yeah. almost killing them. Mm -hmm. And he he's just laying it on thick and he panics. And the recruiter says, the the woman on the phone, there was something, I tried not to talk because I knew if I talked, if I even said hi, he was going to know I was a veteran. So the, the my my young, wonderful boy who I love so much, he, let's call him Hank. Hank says to the recruiter, this is my aunt on the phone. Yeah. And the recruiter very quickly says, which this is the first time this has ever happened because I've pulled this before. Right. 
this was the first time the recruiter ever said, oh, really, is your aunt a, a veteran? <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. So he lies because he panics. Yeah. He lies and he goes, no, sir. And his voice cracks. And I'm like, oh, shit, we're, the jig is up. I've been made. Yeah. So I don't say a word for the next half an hour. And he says, I'm going to set Hank up in the other room to take a pre-ASVAB test. And I'll talk to your aunt. And I got on the phone and I said, look, here's the deal. I'm a veteran. I served. I deployed. Yeah. I'm the real deal. Yeah. Here's what I don't like what you told the kid. And here's what I like that you told the kid. I also need you to know his mother died. His father is in prison. His whole family is that grandmother. So don't mess with this. Mm -hmm. You are not selling this to them based off of the fact that of some of the stuff you told me. So he's like, he laughed so hard and he's like, I'm so glad I got to talk to you. He goes, but I had a feeling just by, and I knew it. He goes, just by the way you greeted me. And I didn't say anything military. I didn't right. be like, hey, first sergeant, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, just <laughs> by the tone of your voice, I knew you were one of us. And I was like, that means a lot since usually as a woman, I don't get that. Yeah, that's pretty rare. Yeah. And then we went on to talk about my recruiting nightmare story. And he said, look, I'm gonna, I can make you a promise. You don't know me, but I'll tell you why I'm not going to railroad your boy. I am, I am 15 minutes away from being done. I have no desire to put this kid in a job that he shouldn't have and go out that way. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm really grateful for that. But you also need to know I know where you work. <laughs> and I'm going to find out what you drive. And if this kid gets a bad, if this kid gets a bad job, I'm going to be on a plane. Yeah. And he's like, I appreciate that. I yeah. appreciate that, he said. <laughs> but that was my recruit. That was my recent. Yeah. I don't think I've ever. Have you come across? That's not true. I was just going to say I, I haven't come across any women recruiters, but I actually. No. I've met a couple, th like at. Um, <laughs> I've I, never met a female recruiter. I've I've met a couple doing different because um, they always like the really big job fairs. Yeah. That are come. like veteran focused. Mm -hmm. They're they're always there. <laughs> Okay, I've never met a female recruiter. Yeah. That's interesting. So I've met two, but I mean, that's two out of how many recruiters have I talked to? Yeah. A lot. Well, the sad so maybe story... maybe a little, a little underrepresented there, too. Yeah, the sad story about why my recruiter was so dishonest, I think, and so stressed is, you know, he was a ranger who broke his back on a mission, mm -hmm. and his only option was to go sit at a desk until he healed, and then maybe they would let him be a drill sergeant. So. Right. I, you know, I'll always have mad respect for him, but he, I mean, he tried it's to a stressful job, though. very stressful job. I mean, they've he, got an insane quota. Yes. Trying yes. to convince young kids to do something really difficult and really scary. Yeah. But on that note, I'm grateful that our listeners tolerate us this long because we went way over. We went a long time, but that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. And remember, explicit warning. <laughs> yeah. Treat this like you would a M&M CD. That was like one of my first explosive CDs. That's what oh, I is that what you that. said? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he had a big explosive warning on there. I'm like, what do we mean? And all of a sudden, it was like, it was really explicit. But mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I can't talk about these, these yeah. pigs without using the. F and we word. knew we knew we weren't going to be. Able we to knew we were. Them. I'm not strong enough. Right. I can be all I can be, but I am not strong enough to not be cursing. On that subject. On that subject. Yeah. Right. I can control it. I've been doing really well in other. You know, obviously, I was a nanny for a while, and right, I was very good with it then. Yep. I and if I ever slipped, it wasn't anything really bad. It was, you know, damn or right. 
All right. So I think we've covered a lot of topics. So send your hate mail to... Overturfpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can comment on any of our stuff on our page. Or you can troll our Facebook page and send us memes how zero fucks given. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Oh, shit. See, we didn't... T- but I thought we talked... No, we talked about him last week. Yes, we did. Didn't we? The week Because before? we didn't record. Oh, we- okay. Well, long story short, go to our, <laughs> go to our Facebook page. Because we got a guy on there that gave us a meme that said he has zero fucks given about our podcast. Which just made me smile so yeah, much. Which we were super confused by. Because we, we don't know if he meant our podcast or the topic was racism. Right. So he's probably saying he has zero fucks given about racism. Right. Which makes sense because that's what white pig racists are. Zero fucks given about racism. Right. But his his meme is still, you know, he did a little meme on our page, so the the Facebook page. But you know what's so sad about bullying and these things is it upped our views. Yeah. Because he right, you're zero only helping us. Given. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So plus, thank, you don't give a fuck, but apparently new people did because right. we got a whole bunch of new people. It always does crack me up a little bit, like when we're like threatened on the internet or yeah. in person. Yeah. And like we're kind of like. You're kind of threatening the wrong and again because we seriously don't give a fuck. And again, the religious episode where we call out the tragedy that the Catholic Church is and evangelicals, zero hate mail. Just people saying this, writing in, this is why I left the church, this is why I don't go to organized religion, thank you for doing this episode. We do an episode on racism and we get attacked not only by that guy, but the other guy. Go on the Facebook page and read mm-hmm. the other guys saying, accusing us of... Of all these weird things, weird and, shit, and just yeah. just a stupid ass comment about how we're part of the racial theory, and we're just hurting the blacks, as he refers to them, by not admitting that the real problem is black on black violence, which we so eloquently pointed out is just another distraction, just like right. the saying Black Lives Matter, we're all violent. No, nope, that's a distraction, you white supremacist idiots. Right. So yeah. So I'm grateful for uh, the guy that 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 patrols us because I like that shit. I yeah, mean, I, it I, cracks it, me up. The only reason we'll keep doing this podcast isn't even it might just be because it pisses people off, right? And that might be my carnal yeah. desire. I don't know, but it, it is always fascinating. So I we I think we can talk about it vaguely. I was recently threatened by a gang member. Or somebody who claimed ties to a gang. Yeah. Right? Yep. yep. <laughs> Their family are gang members. Yeah. This guy chose to threaten me with yep. his family. And I just calmly said, how am I not supposed to take that as a threat? Which freaked him out. Yeah. I think the fact that I didn't basically panic freaked him out. See, I don't... This is sad because <clears throat> gang... G- as a gang member, he's threatening a person part of the biggest gang in the right. world. So, buddy, you want to come at us with your signs and your your scary tattoos, but we're part of an organization called the Veterans Organization, and it's the biggest gang in the world. So you let us know the date and the time, right. and we will call up <laughs> our gang, and we will meet you for coffee. Yeah. So oh, I'm not saying we're going to go beat your ass. I'm just saying... You want to tell us about your gang? Well, we're part of a gang, too, and it's called the Veteran Gang. Right. And we're VG for life. Yeah. And we we will have a wonderful time all getting together to talk about how big and bad your gang is out of Sarasota, Florida. Right. 
Yeah. On that note. So it just kind of cracked me up. But I think people expect us to panic all the time. Yeah. yeah. And we're just like, but we've seen worse. Listen, I'm... I'm and, that, and I'm not trying to, like, say we're badasses or anything like that. Like, But I, we are. Because as a therapist, I was threatened all the time. I was threatened by big white men all the time in my room. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll shut you up. You want to tell me how to run my marriage? You're just a woman. I'll shut you up. I'll break your face. And I'm like, bring it. <laughs> um, please hit me. Give me a reason. Yeah. Because that was when I was going through the infertility and I was so far gone. I was like, give me a reason to let every, all of my own shit out on your face right now. I just need one reason. So you hit first. That means I won't lose my job. And all the fury and rage <laughs> and anger that I have is about to come out on your white sexist face. Right. Now, I don't know if I could have kept my job because later in supervision, I did run it by my boss and said, who's going to beat the shit out of this guy? And she was like, you can't beat the shit out of people and come back to work. And I'm like, oh, so you're saying it would have been a vacation. Awesome. Right. So, but I was threatened all the time as a therapist. So I yeah. was threatened in the field. I was threatened. Mm-hmm. And I got threatened in the military. So... But I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we're alive today. We've yeah. lived through a lot, and we will honor those that have not had that privilege this yeah. weekend. And I think I'm, I'm going to post day. that poem. I'll find the poem. Yeah, please find that and poem. And I'll post it on the page, because yeah. it really has stuck with me over the years. I'm awful at quoting things, but I always keep that the sentiment in, in my head. So. Well, in honor of those that we've lost, we remember you, we see you, we hear you. Even yep. if we never met you, we are grateful for your service. And Always. for those of you that disagree with us, enjoy your barbecue. Right. And just remember why you're allowed to have it. Yes, please. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. I mean, how do you say that? You don't. I don't know. I said it just to be an enjoy asshole. Enjoy your Memorial Day. Enjoy your... Remember your Memorial Day. There you go. Reflect on your Memorial Day. I don't know why we say happy. Or even happy, you know, I, I can understand Happy Veterans Day, but Happy Memorial Day. It's like, weird. Do you get cards that say Happy Funeral Day? Right. Right. Mm. So. Enjoy your Memorial enjoy Day. Enjoy your Memorial Day. Reflect yes. and remember somebody falling. Yes. Please. All right. So we definitely forgot to mention the movie that Claudette referenced. So that movie is The Keeping Hours. It was made in 2017, and I believe for sure it's on Netflix, but I'm sure you could probably find it other places too. Um, And as we were listening back uh, to the recording that you guys are listening to, we decided that we would leave you with the poem. So this poem is by Major Michael Davis O'Donnell. He wrote it in 1 January 1970 um, when he was in um, to Vietnam. So here's the poem. If you are able, save them a place inside of you and save one backward glance when you are leaving for the places they can no longer go. Be not ashamed to say you love them, though you may or may not have always. Take what they have left and what they have taught you with their dying, and keep it with your own. And in that time, when men decide and feel safe to call the war insane, take one moment to embrace those gentle heroes you left behind. And I'm going to leave you with that. <laughs>